what's up everybody welcome into the podcast today we're joined by it's your boy Bo, it's your boy joey and it's your boy uh, brady and we are talking about blade before we do so how was your guys this week pretty good i feel like and do a ton in terms of extracurriculars after work or anything, but it was a decent week. I did read lots of Spider-Man comics. I've been reading way too many Spider-Man comics, and we're going to need to talk about some of the things that I've read, Bo, at some point, because I feel like you'd be interested to learn some of the things that I'm learning in the new Spider-Man saga. Absolutely. Spidey's been through some stuff. I'm down I'm down to, to talk some Spidey. You're doing that on on Marvel Unlimited, right? Correct. Yes. Do you do you have any? You have like a ton of Spider-Man like physical prints, though, right? I do have the I believe the first twenty-five issues of the twenty eighteen Amazing Spider-Man run. Uh, okay. I also have just like some random ones from back in the nineties, early two thousands, but not a. I don't have a ton. Hey, like you were collecting in the nineties, or that like you've gone back and collected since the nineties? No, I've had at least one or two of them since probably like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. I feel like I was about six or seven years old when I got that first Spider Man comic. I didn't obtain a ton of them after that, um, but that did always lead to Spider Man being my favorite superhero because it was like the only comic that I ever owned. Back like if I was looking to rehome these uh loose loose wow I collect action figures these uh the, the like the physical prints like the Spider Man ones that I sent you guys in the group chat the other day do you have any interest in any of those because I don't oh I I would love to take some Spidey comics off your hands when when we uh when we swap gloves here in the near future I'll I'll include some 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 comics in that. How about that? How about that free little gift? Speaking of which, we went to the comic book store the other day. I took my son. We haven't been going anywhere. I am still on paternity leave. I am just, I don't know what day it is ever. Everything is just <laughs> blurring together over the last five weeks, which is like cool, but like we're to the point where I'm like <laughs> just feeling like on that stranded island, Wilson like. And, uh, we finally got out a little bit. We checked out the local comic book shop, grabbed some. My comic book shop has golden books. Did you guys read golden books as kids? You know what I'm talking about? Like the golden, like, binded uh, those, children's books. Are those like those cardboard hardback yeah. books? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So they do, like, Marvel now and DC and Ninja Turtles. And it's not just, like, their stories. They, they've branched into those. And so we he's got a bunch of Ninja Turts and some... Uh, some Spidey friends and things like that. So we grabbed some of those and some like the the basic characters and stuff for him. We got up to the uh, to the counter and they gave him like a free uh, a free poster and like a couple free suckers and then they gave him like a free comic book day comic and I was like, dude, this is sick. This is is I think free comic book days the transition into that. Also telling you what I did this week. That's how I'm gonna justify that story. I. There wasn't anything fun to tell about that story. That's that's about all I've done. <laughs> so to answer your question, Brady, um, I I haven't done a whole lot, especially not a whole lot of sleep. Um, but I'm excited to be here with you guys. I did watch a movie um, called Blade. I watched Blade. 
No, maybe we should talk about that movie. Well, what about what about you, dude? What'd you do? Oh, you know, lived the life, did things. Um, I also haven't done a whole lot. Um, hermit hermit season is in full uh full tack down here. Everyone, you guys in. hunt hermit crabs? Yeah, we do. Uh, called the cold. So everything. Uh, everyone's getting sick down here. So I was sick a lot last week. It was awful. Um, but I'm feeling better now. Everything's great. Not to mention, uh, after getting sick, you look outside and it's cold. And um, people down here don't like the cold, believe it or not. And uh, everything, everything gets canceled, closed. People, people stay in. So perfect hermit season. Joey, being being back here in the OH, um, like temperature wise, is it just that terrible here? Like comparatively, like if you had to just up just everything you have, all the things that you like, all your good things, your people, your things, your jobs, and put them in a, in a climate, is is NC winning? So the question is, if I could just live the life I live right now with all of the people around me, but we're all in North Carolina, would I do or, that? Or Ohio. Ohio's got, they're, they're in this. They're in 100% it. I am uprooting everyone around me and we're all moving and hightailing it down south. Because That wasn't a hard one for you, I don't think. Not at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, the weather up here is, like, it's, the temperatures are not always bad. The thing that I can't stand is that you experience every temperature every day. It's like you, it may be, it was like 50 degrees yesterday. It wasn't that bad. And overnight it has become 24 with a wind chill of like 10. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's, that they're, they're not always bad. The weather's not always bad. It's just rarely good. <laughs> it's been yeah. gray here for the last seven years. The problem is it's really cold down here too, Joey. It's uh, 51 degrees right now. Yeah, okay. I know you guys got down <laughs> to like zero degrees over Christmas last year and the world shut down. But um, other than that, yeah, I've I've been in North Carolina in the winter. And you might get a dusting of snow, but like it, it's not even cold enough to get snow for the most part throughout the winter. It's definitely not. And it's... Uh... It's always a fun thing when you get a dusting of snow down here. My first uh, week down here, um, it, it, we got a dusting of snow and everything closed. I mean, my, at the time, this was years ago, my wife worked at Chick-fil-A. And she's like, yeah, we're, we don't even go, like, fast food doesn't even go to work. And it was, like, mind-boggling to the northerner in me. I was like, wait, what do you mean? Where, 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 how do I get food now? Where's my readily available Chick Fil A? Yeah, how do I how do I live? I was, they're like, well, you can't drive in this. I was like, yep, yes, you can. You can see the grass through the snow. I'm surprised Chick Fil A, being the you know company that they are with their masterful drive through system, hasn't figured out a you know a way to to operate in the snow. <laughs> well, they just haven't quite figured out teleport teleportation for their employees but i'm sure it's on their agenda they've just got those 14 year olds out there piloting drones to your house (laughs) (laughs) honestly does your your wife have insider knowledge on how chick-fil-a operates their drive-thru so efficiently because i they've been doing this for years i have never been to a chick-fil-a drive-thru and sat and waited for longer than like five minutes even if there's a huge you don't you don't sit and wait but it's still annoying 
I get confused. I never know when somebody's pointing at me for me to move on. I don't know when it's my turn. I would rather deal with some minor confusion and be out of there in five minutes than I feel like sometimes I'll go to Taco Bell. There will be three cars in front of me and I'm there for 20 minutes. You know what? You know what? I'll take that because, because, Brady, I'll give you your moment. I didn't mean to, to just. No, I want to hear this. this I want to I um, hear it. The thing that I need, I need that moment of me in my car in front of a physical menu sitting right there to order and sometimes i want to say hey can i have a minute and i want the option to do that i don't want hey i just pulled up and then literally joe schmo just walks up asks me to roll it on my window and is immediately taking my order i don't know what i want i just decided two seconds ago that i wanted chick-fil-a and then i pulled into this drive-thru and then you're just going to read off this card to me and i'm supposed to no i need menu time i need menu time at a restaurant at the drive-thru i need to look at it i'm inspired by pictures through all walks of life. That's why we have a comic podcast and not a biography podcast. I need to see it. You're getting the spicy chicken sandwich, but we're all getting the spicy chicken sandwich. Well, yeah, but I need to see it. <laughs> Especially in breakfast, because I always forget what they have. And like, what did I, was there a side item that I needed that I forgot about? You really, what, yes. What do you mean you need to look at the menu for breakfast? You just get chicken minis and you move on with your life because it's the best breakfast item to ever to ever be i will say i was kind of in a panic the first time i went there for breakfast because i was confronted by the 15 year old kid with his ipad 10 feet away from the menu and i was like um i'm gonna be honest i i've never eaten here for breakfast and i just asked him like what what do you get like what's good That's a classic move. That that usually mm-hmm. gets you some good answers. Yeah. Also, what I'm like aware of if you if you ask that like at a Starbucks or something, they're like, "Oh, I get a I get a basic cup of black coffee, and then I get the hell out of my restaurant." Like, <laughs> it's also one of my favorite things to do um, with uh, like a new restaurant that I go to is to ask. But to give you a to give you the answer. Uh, I don't know if she knows the secrets, but I have heard very, very, very often when she worked there the complaints of how rigid it was and how, you know, even in like negative uh, wind chill that they were required to stand outside, you know, with whatever they brought or the opposite, especially in North Carolina, when you... uh when it's getting in the hundreds, you have to stand out there and figure it out. And they had people buying like little fans and stuff just to try to keep cool. And, you know, it's just a crazy world. They just built one um, over by the Target off of the Hamilton Road exit. And uh, it I don't know if this is like a staple, but I haven't seen them. This one, like the drive through system, because I've always wanted to see like a newly built Chick-fil-A. Like, are they improving on the system? Is the drive-through looks just insane. Like, you, you're gonna know your way through this, and it, it looks like. I mean, once it has like 57 cars in it, it's gonna be a little more complicated because you throw in some human error. But the system itself looks good on paper, and uh, they have the built-in fans. Like all the whole thing is like tunneled in, and like has like these like big arches and stuff with beams, and the beams have these fans pointed down, which I'm assuming are more for the workers than for the cars. Um, but it looks like they uh, they took those hot temperatures into consideration. Um, I'm wondering if there's also like a heating element. I bet you that there is. 
Oh, sure. Well, this and- has been the Chick-fil-A podcast, everybody. Um, tune in next week for <laughs> us reviewing the, the drive-thrus of Taco Bell. That would be a short episode. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Speaking of episodes, uh, I believe we watched a movie this week. I don't know if you guys uh, did or not. Yeah, I, I did. I, I did watch I'm a movie. The, the night before, every single week, that's going to be my, my go-to, so that it's fresh off the dome. No content between then and now. See, I tried a new strategy, Bo. Um, I had a lot of time the day after last week's podcast. So I'm going on six-day-old data. But uh, That strategy sucks. I don't, I'm I don't gonna remember be, what I wore that day. I'm going to be honest. I, I, maybe, I, I'm a said movie buff on this podcast. I love movies. I don't think it's that bad of a strategy. I remember it. I love it. It's good. You take if notes. Ready to talk about it? Yeah, you I take notes. I, I uh, have have a uh, tablet that I write everything down on, like a, like a psychopath. Well, that's the difference. I I'm the kid who did the homework on the bus, <laughs> or was studying in the cafeteria in that big group huddle right before everybody walked to the classroom. I'm the fresh off the dome guy. I don't have to explain to anybody here or anybody that's listening that I am not a note taker. Um, that is to be assumed <laughs> if, if you didn't get that already. But, uh, so that's my strategy and I'm sticking to it, but I, I can see how that would work for you in your, in your busy, busy life, Brady. I feel like I'm a perfect blend of both of you because I, I watched this like Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, I split it into two because once again, I used sling free to watch this and God damn it, there's, there's like, 45 additional minutes added on to the movie in ad time. And I did count. I read three comic books throughout the commercials of this movie. That's nuts. Uh, but I always start and I'm like, I'm going to take so many notes. I'm going to have my phone out the whole time, be typing into my notes app. And the same thing happened with Howard the Duck that happened with Blade. I took notes on about the first four scenes of the movie, and then I just watched the rest of the movie. So all of my notes are from the first three scenes. That's hilarious. We'll still, let's do a quick little roundabout thing, because uh, I, I don't want to lose our roots here. Uh, before we dive into Blade, uh, you mentioned that you, you read some comics during that. Guys, I, w- I would love to ask you, just, you know, maybe we could even name our podcast off of it. Um what kind of comics are you reading right now? And uh, what kind of what kind of coffee are you drinking this morning? Brady, why don't you start, bud? I'll start. Um, my coffee pot is in the dishwasher, meaning I am not drinking coffee, but uh, water, like a psychopath. Um, and equally as psychotic, um, I'm not reading a comic right now. I took the, the first couple weeks of this podcast to kind of, you know, we've been reading for necessity. And I decided that I would prefer it to be a uh, for fun um, adventure. So I uh, I am not reading currently, but I do have a couple lists. You know, the stuff that I've wanted to read, go back and and hit up Deadpool from 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 the start. I still have you know my Darth Vader ones that I want to go through. So I have some on the horizon. Just currently, I am uh, taking a uh, a break. Your answer sucks. <laughs> I asked you about comics over coffee, and you said no. It's both. real. It's real bad, but it's also uh, setting you guys up for the perfect thing here, which is just what making you look terrible. No, um, 
First of all, sorry about your coffee pot. That sucks. It is, it is, it is early morning. I think that's the one that I'm most upset about. It's just hearing how <laughs> uncaffeinated you are. It's not great. It's not Joey, great. what about you? How's your how's your life of calm and, and cough going? Oh, just grand. I, I know I've texted you guys about this, but I I tend to just be like a bull in a china shop when it comes to reading comics on Marvel Unlimited. It is way too dangerous giving me access to this many comics because I want to read everything um, and I am just easily distracted. And so I will often set these huge lofty goals of reading, you know, every single issue of a comic that has had Spider-Man in it, for instance, in the last two years. Um, And I got up to like August of 2023 in in terms of like Spider-Man comics that have come out basically since the beginning of 2022. So just the last two years, it was probably like 70 comics. I got so close to catching up and then I go, oh man, this like carnage storyline that I read one paragraph about seems interesting. Let me go back and read all of the Venom and Carnage stuff that's also come out in the last two. And I just tend to go on these tangents um, whatever mood I am in at the time and then, you know, get inevitably halfway through what I set out to read and, and get distracted by something else. So I've been reading pretty much all of the Spidey Office comics, um, all of the symbiote stuff, and it's it's just been a romping good time. But coffee-wise, uh, you know, it's just straight toxic sludge for me. I am drinking Kroger Supreme Blend, I believe is what it's called. It's like six bucks for the giant can. It's not not bad. And that's right. You do the the grounded beans. My 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 mine mine come in a pod. Put in a pod to get on the pod. What type of pod are you drinking? And and yeah, tell us about your recent comic readings, Bill. The I'm drinking a Starbucks pod. That uh, little Pike Place Starbucks, fresh off my Keurig, that still just absolutely needs to be descaled, or like I just probably need to grab another one. I've had this coffee maker forever, and everything just tastes like it's from a watery Keurig in my kitchen counter. Um, but it gets the job done. It only goes up to ten ounces. I wish I could do a little twelve ounce cup because instead of doing two ten ounce cups and feeling like a huge caffeinated scumbag. Um, it's actually, I lied. Typically, I'll do 10 on the first one and then 8 on the second one. But I feel like I could get the most out of my pot if I just had a solid 12. Ugh. But uh, that's my <laughs> coffee frustration. I'm drinking it. Um, I'll probably have can, to, I, like... can I throw a quick life hack at you, Bo? I believe the yeah. standard Keurig has three buttons. There's the 10, the 8, and the 6 ouncer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You could run the same pod twice using see i thought about option. that but there's there's no way right what's the difference between doing a six ounce or twice and having a 12 ounce button option i don't know i don't know <laughs> that scares me that is the unknown is that a thing is that an actual option i don't know i have done that before when uh, my old office used to have like hot chocolate pods and I would make a Dunkachino, which I at least I think is a Dunkachino. I think they do okay, have coffee. So half, a lot. That sounds delicious. Half coffee, half hot chocolate. And I'd do like six ounces of the coffee, six ounces of the chocolate. And it was pretty good. I want that in my life right now. I want that in my mouth, Joey. 
Um, what the best so, part was, I had an exactly twelve ounce mug, so it dangerously hit the rim every. <laughs> you had to do that little courtesy sip on the way back to your desk, the little right off the. Top. The little like leaning into the, yes. the Keurig to do a sip before you pick it up, and then you're covering like the top, your hands like hovering over top of it to catch any spills as if it were to, like you're gonna do anything with it. But um, okay, I'm picturing that. Nice. Comic-wise, uh, doing a little better than the coffee situation. Um, I, too, we're, we're reading for fun, so there's a, there's it's just endless stuff out there. And somehow I landed on X-Men. Despite all the crap that we talked <laughs> through every possible reading, I landed back on X-Men. I think it's because like the Avengers are just slowly coming out right now in the, in the current run. But um, Again, this is not new to you guys. I've sent this to you as well, too. But I started uh, with the House of X and Powers of X. Um, uh, the Jonathan Hickman run is kind of like his biggest X-Men thing after the Secret Wars that we ran. So I'm kind of like riding that Hickman train a little bit. Uh, that's going to lead right into the current run of X-Men, also through Jonathan Hickman. Um, I think that the like one, either the last or the second to last episode just came out on episode. Jeez, we have a weird <laughs> mix here, guys. Everyone take um, a drink if you're playing the comics over coffee drinking game. <laughs> The uh, latest issue uh, just came out on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, so they've probably been out for a while. Three months, I think, we're behind um, in physical print. But I just saw um, that um, Rise of X and Fall of X um, both just came out this week in, in physical print, which is the end of the Krakoan era. Um, so I, I'm starting something that's wrapping up in real time in, in modern comics. So I'm going to actually get to like catch up to where that's currently at and then go to the comic shop and do some physical pulls, which I think would be fun. I haven't done that in a while. The last time that I did that was finishing off the Jason Aaron Avengers run. So I'm going to feel pretty current in comics. Um, but I, I do have a, a nice little series ahead of me until I get there. I think it's like 20 some issues in on on unlimited of just the x-men run and then uh, so are you I are think, you limiting yourself to just that x-men run you're not going to do you know do marauders and x-force and um i forget what I the other know. ones there's, no, like, there's like destiny five, of five. x is like another side thing in the krakoan era um but I, I love all the x-men teams like excalibur and, and uh, x-force and um i i haven't done a whole lot of research like right now i'm just in that prequel still of the um house and powers so i feel like this the next reading suggestions will be there right after um so i'll probably kind of look and dabble and see where i want to go from that but i do like to follow the main x-men team i know that wolverine always has like his own side stories and stuff too so i might grab on some of those but um yeah it's just trying to just trying to keep it pretty straight and narrow for right now i did the same thing with avengers um but yeah that's comics for me um yeah, just trying to trying to get all the X Men I can in now. Very excited to kind of start on those X Men movies and stuff coming up, and obviously things are very mutant heavy in the MCU right now. So uh, just kind of getting all the knowledge I can of of my muties before we hop into this next kind of MCU era. But uh, speaking of MCU, because um, I think we all just answered, yeah. Um, we're, we're we're still very at the very very beginning <laughs> um with, with this blade movie um i just finished all of echo which is dope loved echo if you guys haven't watched it yet i i really really enjoyed that series i kind of love where we're going um plus they dropped not, it all at once 
not a show to watch while you are doing something, by the way, like making dinner. Um, gotta read. <laughs> gotta read. She, she does speak in sign language a bit. <laughs> the majority of the movie, yeah, you, you've got to read and, and watch those signs. You can't just listen to it in the background. But I like that. I, I enjoyed that. Because uh, I didn't have my wife like perking up like a, like a groundhog every 10 minutes saying, wait, what? Wait, what? She just missed all of it, which is perfect. Um, <laughs> And then what else did I do MCU wise? Oh, no, I didn't do anything. I'm waiting. On the 16th of this month, I haven't watched it yet. Um, but um, the the Marvels movie is going to hit on uh, Disney Plus, so Ooh. we'll get to watch that on streaming too. Um, I, I we could wait until we get to that point in the timeline, but that'll be uh, sometime mid next year. So I probably won't. I'll probably watch it sometime prior and then watch it again when we get to it. Um, but yeah, guys. Um, it's been about 30 minutes of bullcrap. The fans <laughs> <laughs> probably want to talk about Blade, right? I, I think so. I think people are here for Blade. And uh, I will say I'm very excited for Marvels because I have yet to see it. And I am going to be watching Echo this week after watching our, our, our next one. So I'm very excited. But we should probably get in on Blade. What did you guys think? You know, how, 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 can we, how are we going about this? Uh, this recap today well again i don't think we need to recap the whole movie because if, if you haven't seen blade go see blade um yeah you, you've I mean, seen if you... blade you, if you're watching this you've seen blade um this is not a new movie there are no spoilers uh for this movie uh this movie is pretty straight <laughs> uh you, you know what you're getting into and you could probably predict what you're going to be watching the entire time definitely a huge shift from what we watched last week with Howard the Duck. Um, we're, we're jumping a little over 10 years in the future from that movie. Definitely a huge... I mean, we're going from uh, where Howard is in, in comics to the big kind of... Blade was big in the 70s with the horror scene and the vampires and that was that was its whole own era of, of Marvel. Um, they brought that to live action here with Wesley Snipes and... Uh, I, I've definitely got some comments about it, but I, I like this. <laughs> this this was a cool rewatch for me, and I realized going back and doing this, I don't think I've ever seen this. I think I've seen the third Blade, like the Blade Trinity movie. You Ooh, never Ryan watched the original Reynolds. Blade? Wow! I don't think I ever did. I was Brady, not big to Marvel one? back during this time. Um, like I'm I'm about to do right now. I know I've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't think I've seen like the original Ghost Rider. Um, I know that I've gone back and watched the original Daredevil, and I did that oh, recently. Man. I don't know if I saw that prior to this too. So I'm like really filling in on this like this old era of. Uh, Are you in Marvel. for a treat when we get to the original Ghost Rider, Bo? <laughs> That's what I've heard. That's what I've like, kind of gathered. But as far as Blade goes, um, I I can see why they made a couple more of these. I could see why this was a a fresh new take on the on the cinematic scene. Um, I, I think that, I mean, Sans, I had to hop back in time and like be like, okay, so these special effects are not great for today. Uh, but back in the day, I'm sure they were, they were something. And there were, some, there were some, some little jump scare scenes included and lots and lots of action and uh, not, not terrible acting. Um, as, as a movie as a whole, kind of being like superhero-esque, I liked it. Yeah, and I think my... Uh... My my takeaway, Bo, is also someone who had never seen Blade, and I hadn't seen any of Blade at all, the entire one, two, or three. So, and you also haven't 
really ever read Blade 2 either, have you, Brittany? That is correct. I knew I knew about it, right? Because I, I have a general understanding about almost everything Marvel. Um, but Okay, show off. <laughs> I mean, a general understanding, meaning like what the character is and does. But not like, you know, definitely not in as depth as I, you know, probably should have or want to be. So I, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this a lot. I like you, Bo. You, I had to remind myself that this is a '90s movie, but uh, also one of the reasons why I liked it. You know, one of my some of my favorite movies from the '90s. You know, my my wife and I, uh, Christmas was you know last month, and we were talking about our favorite holiday movies. And my favorite holiday movie of all time, it won't change, is the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and. Uh, uh, Robo Man, Jing- Turbo Jing- Man, Jingle Turbo All the Way. Man. Yeah, Jingle All the Way is my favorite all-time Christmas movie. I watched it as a kid. I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, as an action figure kid growing up, you know that was that was my 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 shtick. So um, I like that '90s kind of feel, and this felt like a '90s action movie. Remind me of RoboCop, where it's like I don't know why. But they're fighting, and I like it, you know? Yes, it was it was a very good movie. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoyed this. It was not my first watch. Uh, Blade was one of those movies that... Did you guys have those shows or movies that like, your parents did not want you to watch? And just the fact that you were not allowed to watch them made it 100% something you were going to find a way to watch. Yep. Mine was yeah, so uh, like, South Park. Okay, yeah, Family Guy uh, was was mine, and then this movie, Blade. For some reason, I, I really wanted to see Blade. My mom did not want me to see Blade. I think I went to a friend's house to watch Blade at some point. Um, but I was probably like ten, eleven, twelve, somewhere in that range. Uh, but no, uh, on a rewatch, I think it holds up. I think it it does not look terrible. The graphics not awful. Um, the fighting was decent enough um and you know wesley snipes makes a good leading man wesley snipes makes a great leading man the the characters in this while very few i mean obviously you have endless hordes of actual just vampiric people in the background um but you've you've got your you've got your lead you've got your main villain you've got your 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 co-stars to the hero um, you've got your supporting villains. There, there was like I would say like six, seven main characters that we can probably discuss here. Um, but I think they all did like a really good job for their characters. There wasn't somebody that's like, oh, I hate when this character's on screen. Like they all played those characters very well to the point where like I was every single time I was like, I wonder how these particular people, if they are were portrayed in the comics. Like, is there a Deacon Frost in the comics? Is there a Whistler in the comics? I really hope there's a Whistler in the comics. Um, I highly doubt that there's a Karen, but there might be. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would want to go back and, and look at some of that. I probably should have done that before this review. Maybe one of you guys did it, you little note takers. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed all of the different people in this as far as the acting went. To answer your question, there is indeed a Deacon Frost in the comics. However, I believe Abraham Whistler was invented for the movie. I hate that. That would have been a cool comic role. I agree, but I I cannot 
100% confirm that. I am just basing this off of a very quick Google search. So I read a very, um, I forget who did it. Was it Wade? It might have been Wade. I read a Moon Knight run, a very recent one. Uh, the the storyline was very similar to this, where Moon Knight's out there. He's hunting vampires. He uh, runs in with a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who brings him all these weapons and builds all this stuff for him um, and works kind of in this uh, this little hub that he keeps reporting back to, finds this girl who's been turned into a vampire, um, brings her in, kind of like helps her heal back. She ends up turning into a vampire, um, but like fighting on the side with him. And I, I thought that was a super cool story from Moon Knight. And uh, I kept thinking about Blade the entire time too, because we have this upcoming Blade movie coming. Um, obviously Blade is known for fighting the vampires. So I was kind of waiting for that cross over that, that didn't happen in the comics. Um, but we got both like Moon Knight and Blade in the same era in the comics. And we kind of read both of their first appearances when we did that horror episode. Um, and then Blade starts off fighting uh, the one and only Dracula, who I think we will obviously end up seeing in, in one of the next two movies. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool. I, I don't mind when they create characters and stuff for the movies. Um, they're doing that a lot now in the MCU. Um, but obviously, I feel like the, the character of Blade was pretty tried and true to how he's portrayed in the comics. Yes, I, I definitely agree. Having only read a very limited number of blade comics i think outside of that horror episode which see season one bonus episode from the end of october listeners um other than that i think the only real blade stuff i've read is that jason aaron avengers run there is a big prominent blade vampire dracula Mm storyline throughout that at one point Um, and outside of that i just kind of forget that blade exists in the marvel universe to be perfectly honest that's fair yeah it's not it's not front and center this this little corner of the marvel universe is definitely kind of its own thing like the little midnight suns he's not even necessarily like the more like the street level marvel knights because he's usually off doing something that's just vampire related as opposed to like the daredevils and the punishers versus kingpins and things like that um but he does make an appearance when it's cool. And, I mean, I think we'll get a very similar feel with uh, with Ghost Rider as well, too. But, um, yeah, we are getting a new Blade. So I'm excited to kind of have this one under the belt and and hop into the next couple ones. But, yeah, that Jason Aaron run with, with Blade in it where he's like the Transylvania cop, that is, that's cool. <laughs> that that I, I enjoyed that being in there as well, too. Well, oh, yeah, guys, I feel like typical questions that we like to ask. I think we did all these, and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of best scene. I don't know if we did best and worst. I've got, we can do both, because I definitely have both in mind here. And then, so like favorite scene, least favorite scene, uh, favorite character, and then uh, just kind of our, our solid ratings. It sounds like we're all kind of enjoying this movie, but excited to see where you guys put that kind of physically on the scale with some numbers and stuff. So we did kind of bullcrap a lot this morning, so maybe we could just kind of fly through these. Um, unless there's something else that, that outside of like your favorite actor, or favorite scene that you guys wanted to chat about real quick. No, I think it's going to be a uh, fun time deciding who uh, picks first. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we need to do <laughs> some sort of like d- competition to decide who who picks first in these things or, or we just need to alternate because we can't both go first picking Howard the Duck played, uh, you know, Wolverine, <laughs> like the, the main character from every single one of these movies. 
Yeah, I definitely went first last week, so I will I will sit out. I'll go last. We can just do a rotating order. I think last week we went was it me, Joey Brady? I do believe so because yeah, I, I took Phil and, and left Brady with, you know, the other two characters in the movie to choose from. Um but, That's but true. real quick before we, we get into that, I did just want to talk about the the actors a little bit because I know we we talk favorite character, but um, in terms of the people in this movie, did anyone else watch um, Grounded for Life? On I'm so glad you're saying that out loud. Literally, as he pops up on screen, I look at Noel. I'm, I'm watching this movie with my wife, and I say, "It's that dad from the show." <laughs> and she goes, "This is this is her way of letting me know that she's hearing what I'm saying, and she's she's on the same page." She goes. Ah, oh, uh, what's the name? It's the is the one he's he's got the daughter, and I'm like, thank you for that uh that add on there that the dad has the daughter, and none of us can think of the name of the show, and I'm watching the movie on my phone, and I'm I'm projecting it onto my TV, so I don't I don't have a, a means of stopping where we're at to like pull it up and Google it, and her phone was dead, and we never ended up googling it. Um. Grounded for Life is one million percent the show. And I will say, as far as the actors go, um, I think he played the role perfectly. He was definitely an outlier. Everything else was very, very serious. I think knowing him from that show made his role a little bit more like standout comedic. Almost all things are casted in the current MCU, where you've, you've got that person that's kind of known for, for comedies and things like that, playing a little more of, of a serious role. But uh, yeah, that... that that poor Quinn, man, <laughs> his body took some damage <laughs> several times throughout this movie. Yeah, the dude gets stabbed multiple times. He's lit on fire. He loses his arm <sighs> twice. Uh, he has his face smashed into an ongoing train, um, and then he just lives through it all. It's it's pretty impressive. But yeah, the whole time, I'm just like, ah, that's the dad from Grounded for Life. <laughs> like. <laughs> I couldn't take him seriously. And he, t- he pops up in random stuff here and there. And every single time I see him, I'm like, this is just the dad from Grounded for Life. There's like another movie where I had a very similar reaction. It's like kind of like he's like a mobster or, or something yeah. like that. Where it's, it's a very serious role. But like, it, again, I saw him and thought of that comedy show. I can't think of what the other movie is. He is also, I believe, one of the leading roles in Gotham, if you ever watched that show. Oh yeah, he's uh he's literally the detective. Um he's like a younger version of He is not um he is not who I think you're thinking James Gordon, like did... No, 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 no. He was uh I guess yeah, I just described James Gordon, didn't I? Uh <laughs> he he's was like the, the go get him cop partner like classic yes you no know, 90s beat cop like we're gonna go in and do it are we talking about the quinn guy still yes, we sir. are we're talking so, specifically about donald logue i to say i pulled up his his movies so he's known for grounded for life blade just like heaven terriers the tower of steve the intruders silent night Gotham, The Groomsman, Dummy, Kill for Me, and Vikings. Honestly, I think the other role where it's like a mobster, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm probably thinking of his cop role from Gotham. I'm probably thinking of like the, the darker tone of that whole show and then his role in that, but it wasn't a mobster, was it? 
Um, that that's absolutely the other role that I recognized him in was Gotham. Joe, you're just in my brain today. You're helping me out. You got the <laughs> steering wheel, and you're bringing me there. I had to mention Donald though because I, I, it was distracting having him in the movie. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, there are just certain actors that I associate with one role, and I can never get that one role out of my head whenever I see them, and he's one of them. Honestly, that's a great way of describing it, is is distracting. Because yeah, there's there's those people when they when they pop up on screen, you just think of that. Like who's another one? I mean, I feel like obviously like Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter is a huge one, and like oh, you yeah. see him in anything else, like you your mind you you go to that's Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. I, think, I, I think one of the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie theater. Um, we went and saw the Woman in Black horror movie starring Daniel Radcliffe, and there was one scene he's like walking down this dark hallway following this mysterious scary noise. And somebody in the theater just goes, use Lumos. <laughs> That's great <laughs> advice. That's too think, funny. And I think it's uh, very much what you're, what, you're, what you're talking about is like those actors who can never be anything else. And when they try to, it just feels weird. And you mentioned Daniel Radcliffe, but like, you know, there's, there's, there's a couple out there that, you know, you just can't, you can't look at them and, and, and think of them as anything else. Think of like, uh, you know, I don't know if he was even in any other movies back then, but um, Luke Skywalker. Mark you know, Hamill. Mark Hamill. He had to go to voice acting. I mean, I probably didn't have to, but he went to voice acting because no one's going to look at him and think anything other than Luke Skywalker. So. Which you talk about? Say. You talk about the guy who plays... Uh, joker in the animated batman series yeah i was gonna say one <laughs> of my favorite joker actors of all time smart hamill that voice is great yeah but had to go to an animated because ain't nobody gonna look at him look at him on, on the screen and go oh this is completely different than luke skywalker he actually has a role a voice role they're doing another new animated he-man series that i just watched the trailer for and I saw that Hamill was one of the big roles in that as well, too. Now, another person, now that we're on the, like, the topic of Gotham, which this is not what we we're supposed to be talking about, um, another person that's like completely identifiable. Like I thought like Robert Pattinson after Twilight was never going to be able to like grab another huge role. I loved him as Batman. So some people definitely pull it off. And I think Daniel Radcliffe does as well, too. I think that some of the comedic stuff, some of the more serious stuff that he's doing, like I think he's kind of broken that mold. Um, but yeah, some people never do. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, Grounded for Life Dad was definitely the outlier in this particular cast. Wesley Snipes has obviously been in some other serious stuff, but I mean, he was he was freaking Blade in this. <laughs> My last little fun fact about this movie, and then and then we can go into the scene and favorite character and and all of that. Uh, did you guys know Michael Morbius? was originally going to appear in this movie. He they did film a scene with Morbius in it. Um it was deleted, did not make the final cut of the movie. Um, but anybody prominent? No, it was a an actor named Stephen Norrington who his li- like filmography is literally four movies. Um he was in the League of Ex- Oh wait, no, he directed the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um he was not even in it. Uh, so no, he is not prominent whatsoever. However, very prominent actor actress who is, I believe, dating someone that I just recently found out about, Brenda Song. 
appeared in this movie in an uncredited role as one of some child at some point. No, wait, she wasn't the no, that that little girl was way too Asian. Brenda Song looks a little more white. <laughs> you, the, the scene that I'm talking about where Deacon Frost has the little Asian girl across the street. That, that is wasn't her. Was That's her. That is Brenda Song. You're lying. Nope. Dude. Uh, dating Macaulay Culkin. That's who she's dating now. Or married to. That's funny. Okay. I did not recognize her at all. Well, she was probably seven years old at the time. You know, it's fair. We didn't hang out a whole lot when she was seven. We didn't hang out until she was on The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Well, speaking By of... By hangout, I mean, like, in my living room, like, watching Sweet Life of Zach <laughs> and Cody after school every day. Speaking of things that she did that I had no idea, she was also one of the main characters in Like Mike. Mm, yep, yep. Oh, that's a great that. movie. For, she was, yeah, from the orphanage. And then the other one was the dude from Stuart Little, right? Yep. We've talked a lot of movies, not a lot about Blade. <laughs> I think we talked about Blade and said, yeah, it was really good. And it was. It so was really how good. about all these other movies? <laughs> it was it was really good. And I will say, um, I think Joey should pick first. Um, but I'm going to talk up his pick and say Wesley Snipes was the perfect character, the perfect person to play this. This his the way that he carries himself. It's it it really made for a really good movie. We'll let him make the pick first. Joey, All right, Joey, go ahead. I mean, do, do we want to jump right into that? Are we talking about scenes first or, or what? I are we think doing? let's let's give you a little both. Honestly, like let's let's just go one person at a time. You've got two categories. Um I, I need you to hit or do or do you want to like do one category and we all three go through it? Brady, you're the host, you're in charge, you tell us what to do. Let's hit all of them at once. Like we did that. I hate that idea. Whoever came up with it is an idiot. So we don't confuse people. (laughs) All right. Well, favorite scene. Um, gotta go with the opening scene. Not not the cold open with the, you know, Blade's mother dying in childbirth, kind of, not really, but whatever. Um, but the the opening scene in the nightclub at the back of the butcher shop with the you know, the the guy that just gives men all over the world a bad name following this hot girl into the back of this scary, sketchy looking butcher shop just because she's hot. Um, you know, we've all been there, but come on, man. Uh, don't don't go into the back of the sketchy butcher shop. There was a moment we all knew that he was going to die. Oh, yeah. And it's when he's walking through the butcher shop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but this, yeah. this is strange. <laughs> uh, but yeah, finds finds the dance party back there. Uh, starts having a rave gets you know pushed around a little bit by some girls and then starts the, the getting showered by blood from the sprinklers up above learns that he is in the middle of just a huge gang of vampires that have gathered to essentially attack him it seems um and, and drink his blood and then this group is all just broken up by blade who just goes straight john wick style on on everyone i got mad john wick vibes in a couple scenes in this movie where blade just comes in and somehow takes out 50, 60, 70 vampires. I don't know how many blade uh, walk. So that John wick could run. Oh yeah. And, and my, my one bone to pick with him in that scene is, you know, start with the Uzi man. Don't like he, he brought out the machine gun way too late. Um, you just use that up front instead of, starting with the shotgun and then going knives and like silver picks for a little bit. Um, we didn't even get into the fact that I, I, I still can't get behind Marvel's 
belief that silver kills vampires. That's that's werewolves, guys. But um, that's not. I do like they <laughs> they discredit some of the other things like crosses, but yeah, they did heavily lean into the silver thing. Yes, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with that opening scene as my favorite scene. Solid, and I also I think that we should go scene, 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 actor, 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 rating, rating, rating. So, okay. Brady, you're, we shouldn't have even asked you. Or maybe we should have asked you because we typically just do the opposite. Um, but yeah. I, I would love to hear, Brady, what your favorite scene is. Also, Joey, great pick. I mean, obviously, that was, that was a great way to start the movie off. I could tell as soon as that scene started, we were in for a much different tone of movie than last week. There weren't any duck boobies in this one. Unfortunate, or fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your thoughts on duck boobies. What's up, Brady? <laughs> That were not, you know. Brady's like, I wanted duck boobs. I wanted duck boobies. But no, my favorite scene. Um, they kind of the the two of my favorite scenes actually were like right back to back. Um, you only get one. You only get one. I'm only gonna pick one, but I'm gonna pick the summoning scene. I really liked. I mean, yet again, '90s uh, '90s visual effects. But for what they were, they were they were really good. Seeing the the lead vampires or the council of vampires around the the circle, the blood, you know, blades blood dripping on them, and then out comes this like banshee type skeleton thing, bat skeleton banshee thing flying around the room, you know, starting to summon the, the blood god before, you know, Blade obviously takes him out. But that scene was by far one of my the coolest ones with like the build up to it you know blade getting captured so favorite scene the summoning scene the scene where like the villains finally like up on top is always a cool point in a movie Mm -hmm. um and i i'm glad that you said too and then pause there because my favorite scene was one million percent the one that directly followed that which is where you blade has ingested the blood through the mouth for the first time since his childhood being homeless out on the streets um, and kind of has to bypass that weird sexually tension scene with his mom. <laughs> and as soon as he gets past that, we get the huge, cool fighting scene. Um, and that was definitely one of my favorite fighting scenes where he just works his way through that, just like almost kind of like 80s kung fu movie style, where like the sound effects in the background were like the which, which, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. And then you build up to what was the climax of that, which was the, the, the actual sword fight between him and Deacon, which was just so sick. And I love that. And then, again, visual effects, whatever. But the point where, like, he slices him in half, like, slices his arm off, I'm like, well, that was quick. It was cool. But it was kind of, like, Jedi style, where, like, it looked very lightsaber-y, where they weren't trying to hit each other. They were just trying to hit each other's swords. But they did it in such a cool way. Um, as soon as he pulls himself back together, I was like, ah, oh, okay, cool. We're going to have to figure something else out. That final battle scene between the two of them was just so sick and like the way that he just like throws the the serums into his body it was just it was corny it was cliche but like in the coolest action way for that time and uh it just like blade's skill set is super cool during this like it doesn't harp on it a lot but like he's got those vampiric powers of like jumping clear across buildings after throwing somebody clear across the building and then all of his his fight moves and stuff like that it was it was so well done it was sick uh but yeah that that final battle scene i was i'm really surprised i got that in the third pick that was 100 percent my favorite favorite scene 
Yeah, and I do want to say before we move into any of the, the, the you know, bad stuff or whatever, um, how one of the things that 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 stuck out to me in the, watching the movie was how like traumatizing is it for your whole life? Like, I mean, and and they they hinted to it at the beginning of the movie, like Blade is traumatized by losing losing his mom, and you know, you know not you know in that moment not figuring anything out and then just to see her and betray you you know it's it crazy trauma for sure yeah i was not expecting mom to make a second appearance in that that was definitely a little heartbreaking mm-hmm. um especially when he just had to get the little a little little stab stab little releasing you scene everybody hates a good i have to kill my mom for the greater good scene um yeah, that one sucks, but I mean, obviously not our least favorite scene. We can all agree that our least favorite scene of this entire movie was the one with that big job of the hut looking blob in front of the computers, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I, the hell? I actually <laughs> liked it. <laughs> Reminded me of Dale the Whale from, from Monk, which I'm sure neither of you watched Monk, but... Oh, I loved Monk. Don't Don't be putting that on me. Monk was the best. Um, just real quick tangent. Did, did you watch the Monk movie on Peacock, Brady? Just came out. Like I did not. Ago. I did not. I didn't even know it was a thing. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. I might have to, because I was a big Monk fan. Oh, um, Monk's the tits. For show. Sure. Speaking of the tits, and not the duck ones, what was your uh, least, favorite, uh, least favorite part there, Joey? Um... You know, it, it was hard to find a least favorite part outside of the, the thing that Bo mentioned with, you know, the, the fat guy in front of the computer. But I was not a huge fan. And yes, I understand it was 1998. But the effects of when um, every vampire was, dies. <laughs> no, the effects of when Deacon Frost became super powered and like um. was healing himself. Um, it just looked so weird. Like Taking the, apart my favorite scene there, huh? But yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree with that. When it's just like the blood rushing, and it's just like a big bloody hand that suddenly transitions back into his normal hand after Blade cuts his hand off. It was just, it, it, I, I kind of lost me. I, it wasn't good. And then like the big bubbly like death explosion where they just turn into like these goo monsters and then just blood everywhere. Um, I don't like those ones as much as I feel like the burning ones weren't as bad or like you see like the, the sizzle to skeleton and then dissipate. Um, I didn't like the bubbly burst. It happened to that one girl too, whoever that girl was that like went around was like, I forget what her name was, Mercury or something, or like she got the garlic sprayed into her mouth and then just sprouted. Yeah, definitely. The effects were not why we came to this movie. We 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 came for the action, and we stayed for the action. Mm-hmm. Plot was pretty cut and dry. I mean, it it was it was it was action filled, like like you said, John Wick vibes. Some uh, some uh, what's the what's the what are, what am I looking for here? Indiana Jones vibes, <laughs> as far as like that. like the secret like cult that happens like. The the summoning scene, like the behind the, that that gave me some some Indiana Jones vibes, which I, I love doing that as well too. Um, yeah, but I mean the the story itself was pretty cut and dry. Blade just not digging vampires, so he's gonna go kill some vampires. 
And I, I love that he had Whistler on his side through that mission as well, too. Brady, any yeah. least favorite parts for you? Yeah, Bo, uh, Bo kind of spoiled it after I didn't spoil his. So, you know, I'm just going to... figured we were snake drafting. I figured we were doing least <laughs> like least favorite immediately after favorite. I thought I had first. Uh, okay. My least favorite was definitely the, the, the bubbly boy after. Uh, that's what I'm going with. I think, you know, it's just... It, you could have done that way differently, you know? And I felt like it was uh, not done as it should have been. The little bubbles to to kill the guy, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I saw it coming. I knew it was going to come, but I just think, yeah. Not a fan. I think the only other scene that wasn't really necessary, um, I feel like dropping down into that cavern and having like the zombie-like ex-boyfriend vampire was a little, eh. It's like, did we need to call that character back? Because she instantly just beat the absolute crap out of him and then climbed back up. It seemed kind of like a wasted moment. Like, that's the best that you had to offer was my clingy ex-boyfriend from the morgue. Yeah, you could have just put any any scarier vampire down there. It probably would have been yeah, better. He also, because we saw him in human, that that version of him looked kind of comedic to me. Where Agreed. like he wasn't, I wasn't frightened by him. I think the scariest vampire version was that actual like autopsy scene, where where like Quinn comes back to life and he's like just completely burned and fried the whole time. That was a scary vampire. I agree. So, Bo, what was your uh, least favorite? I already said it. I went first. I did. I didn't like Tubbo in front of the screen, um, <laughs> where they like fried him with the 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 UV rays. Um, that was the one where every single time it panned back to him, me and my wife just kept looking at each other like, this is weird. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, what's the last, uh, last thing? Favorite character? Yeah, save, saving the best for last. I think we hop from the negative back into some positive and, and wrap it up. Um, we can, we can start back at the beginning of the, of the snake draft this time. Um, so this would be, this would be you with first pick, Mr. Wait, didn't we say it was going to be Joey? How did we get out of order? It is me. I believe, at least. Um, man, you know, I, I was watching this movie just the whole time through the lens of who can I pick as my favorite character that is not I Blade. do the same thing. <laughs> um, and and there's, I think there are some really good options. Um, and I... And I it fully intended to take someone other than Blade, but you know what? I, I'm looking at the 101 pick here in the draft. I, I you got to take Blade. Christian McCaffrey's available. You have to take him, even if Javante Williams is, you know, your tried and true, uh, just object of of all of my love and affection. But he he's not a first round pick as much as I want him to be. So you got to go with the CMC and I'm, I'm Blade. Wesley Snipes, 100 percent the best character in this movie. Yeah, nobody nobody can blame you for that. Completely agree. They can they can blame you for your Javante Williams pick, but nobody can blame you for picking Blake. That's for sure. Um, I'm up, and I'm going to make Bo's life horrible. I'm picking Deacon Frost. I think. Oh wow! Okay. I think Deacon was by far the the like driving factor of the bad guys, the scary the scariness of the of the thing. Um. I was a big fan of the character development of how kind of menacing he ends up being. So I'm picking Deacon. I think 
I, just, I do just want to note here, this is true Brady fashion. We are two episodes into season two, and Brady has taken the villain of both of these movies as his favorite wow. character. Well, to be fair, in, in this particular movie, yeah, the Deacon was going to be my... Obviously, if I had first, it was going to be Blade. Deacon is the clear number two. Um, wow. I, I think okay. that, that, was a, that was a good pick. Um, I, know, I know why Joey is saying what he is saying, though, because there is a third one that I think could be close. But um, yeah, as far as next picks, there's there's the two supporting roles that I feel like are are the next obvious ones, and that's either Karen or Whistler. Um, it's a it's honestly kind of a tough choice between that. Karen obviously had more screen time. I feel like a little bit more development, but I feel like the character of Whistler was just dope. He he went out <laughs> on his own terms. That's my pick, by the way. Um, I'm I'm going with Whistler. I feel like he was just cut and dry. He had we got some backstory in there. We talked about wh- why he personally had the hate for these vampires. We learned about the cancer and him battling through that. He obviously even Deacon admits that he went out kind of putting up a fight. Um, and I think was just an awesome supporting role to Blade. Reason he has all these technologies and serums and stuff. Um, so I I think that he was cool. He was he was funny at times. He was he was straight. And and narrow and just taking no business and just killing some vampires with his buddy. And uh, it wasn't that they were like best friends or anything. They just admitted that they had a good working relationship. So I thought that was a, that was definitely a cool dynamic and an awesome support to to Blade being the, the clear number one there. So I'm going with my boy Whistler for for favorite pick. Yeah, that is the the one that I would have picked as well. Whistler and no love for Karen. Had I not chosen Blade, I, I kept going back and forth between Karen and Whistler, and I ultimately decided I would have taken Karen it, had I not chosen first. Um, She's just integral to the movie. She allows Blade to suck her blood at the end of this movie so that he can you know, re-up and, and pa- kind of power himself up a little bit for that final battle. Um, She's you know, has plenty of chances to flee and leave throughout the film and, and chooses to remain and, and help out a little bit. Um, the only reason she beat out whistlers, cause I, I did watch this movie over the course of two days and I just happened to split it up exactly right after whistler died. So like my whole second viewing of this movie didn't even have him in it. And I kind of forgot about him at the end. Um, but I had no love for Karen. I, I, I'm, I'm hor- horrified, guys. We've got love for Karen. I definitely have love for Karen. Karen was an awesome, again, both the actor and the role itself, I feel like were awesome in this movie. Usually, like, the, she definitely was not, like, the damsel in distress or, like, the tag-along female role through the movie. Like, she she was dope. Like, she was she was doing her thing in the lab. She had that hematology background. Um, in, in the action scenes, she held her own. I mean, she wasn't, like, doing any fighting or anything, but, like, she wasn't, like, grab me, help me, save me, do this. Like, she was jumping when Blade said jump into the train tracks and things like that. Um, so, yeah, she was she was pretty dope. I enjoyed that, especially in that last summoning scene, too. Like, she knew what needed to be done, and she just kind of sacrificed herself and took those Band-Aids off and said, suck me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't think she said that. I'm going to have to look back and see what she actually said. It, it might have been suck me. But, um, it was very yeah. similar, if not, you know. Right, 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 right. Slight paraphrase. Awesome. Well, good picks, guys. I feel like, yeah, some some very clear choices here. I think as we expand, I, <laughs> number one picks always going to be the leading role. I feel like it's going to be hard to not pick that for for some of these like titling movies. What, what's oh, the word for? It's not titling. T- titular. 
I like saying titular. Titular, yeah. Uh, I'll just well, wait. That's... You give me first pick. I may just pick the villain. So, well, yeah, we you can always <laughs> root for Brady for a weird wild card pick. Um, yes. But I I think we've we've got to 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 kind of set some standards here now, and let's let's wrap this up. And I think we've all enjoyed this movie. I think that was pretty clear. Um, but just how much did we enjoy it? I think we got to put a number to that. And uh, Brady, I think kind of the 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 pro is getting to pick your favorite. Oh wait, Joey picked. Brady, sorry, buddy, you're 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 middle of the pack again. Joey, <laughs> I would love to hear how you rated this movie on a scale of one to ten. I always struggle rating things out of ten because it's the worst. It's is the this worst. our best? Is this the best we can do? Is this the best system? Um, well, I feel like after it, so starting now, obviously, um, once we have rated this, I do enjoy the idea of the three of us collectively having to rank these movies. Just so regardless of what arbitrary number we decide at the time, we do need to keep a running list and decide where this new movie is going on that list as a collective. I think it could spark I prefer that way debates. more. Because I can do a better than uh, putting a number to it. It's like whose line is it anyway? And the, it just doesn't matter. We are yeah. just throwing numbers out there, as we yeah. found out from our uh, comic season one wrap episode. <laughs> so I, I think this movie is gonna come in right a solid eight for me. It, it was very good. Um, I don't give out eights and nines very often to things. I think that you know you do need to save those those real high rankings for just absolute gems. And this was as good as it was, not necessarily like one of the greatest movies of all time, uh, but very enjoyable, much better than what we watched last week. And yeah, solid eight. Wow. Okay. Liked it. I like that. Um, I'm going to taper mine because I thought the similar thoughts, but how much of that is just coming off of Howard the Duck? So. Um, I'm going to give this a solid 7.5 for me, and I think that it is a great movie, and it still holds, and I'm excited to see where we go from here. See, and that's where I struggled, is because I know where we go from here, and uh, I kind of wanted to set this as kind of like a baseline, because I know if, if this was the second movie I'd ever seen in my entire life, it would be highly, highly rated, because um, it was a good movie, it was a great movie. Um, but I know in my heart of hearts that there are movies that are going to trample over this as far as my favoritism goes. Um, so I need to leave room for that where I'm not just giving everything a 9.9. Um, so I, I had a number in mind. I want to stick true to that, even though I, I support what you guys are saying. Um, I wanted to come into this and give this like a solid seven. This is my I enjoyed this. This is my solid passing rating. You fall below this, I probably didn't like you as a movie. You score above this, how how high above this on a scale of 1 to 10 and how close to that 10 did you get? This was my 7. This was a this is a superhero movie that did what it needed to do. It was it was cut and dry. It was action filled. It was enjoyable. It was a yes. Um on a on a scale of yes to no, it was a yes. So I didn't want to give it like a five because it's not that low. I feel like five is kind of in your failure ranks. Uh, this is like a C for me. This is a C because I know what comes next. And, and I know that there's A's and A pluses out there. Um, so that's yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that seven out there. And that's the number I'm sticking with. 
See, I also know what's what comes next, and I already know that there's some sixes and sevens upcoming. There's also some fours and some fives upcoming. Um, but I, so, so I wanted to just start off positive with with a very good movie here. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame you for that, and uh, I I do like the idea of going forward. Like right now, if we weren't doing numbers, and we're like, okay, so we've got these two numbers. Where are we ranking Howard the Duck and Blade? Blade is our clear number one with, with Howard falling into second and last place at, at this time. Um, and that's going to be a long list <laughs> as we continue to grow here. But I think it'll be kind of cool to like have that list and then just place one individual movie on that, on that timeline somewhere. And then at the end of this, have kind of a rolling ranked list from Howard to best movie. Um, sorry, I don't, I don't think anything is going under Howard. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's 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 be civil about this, Brady. Do you agree? Should we put Blade over Howard the Duck in our list? Oh, that's a tough decision. Um, I'm thinking back to when we watched Howard. I'm thinking about duck boobies. Um, when are, when are we not? Yeah, I think I, I I think it's fair. I think it's fair to put Blade just just above it. You know, okay, one totally. two for me, honestly. Yeah, we'll put it one spot above Howard the Duck on the list. Perfect. <laughs> well guys great movie looking forward to doing more um i have no other feedback if you are listening to this and haven't watched the movie go watch it because there's so much more that we didn't really talk about well i guess we talked about most of it but in order to describe it you have to see it this was a very visual movie um we're not talking about the the deep dialogue conversations that happened because there were few uh go watch this for beating up some vampires and some cool action scenes um and uh yeah, I, I think we did some awesome week. rankings. I agree with what you guys said, and uh, we're, we're rolling into some awesome movies again just next week. Yeah, we're moving over to Disney Plus next week because I believe they have all of these movies now. We're watching the original X-Men. Ooh. Can't wait. And it's, until it's then, get good. we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Comics Over Coffee. Please be sure to join in again next Saturday morning for another exciting episode. If you have questions for the host or would like to be featured on an episode, please write in to comicsovercoffeepodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to my fellow co-hosts, Bo and Brady, and a very special shout-out to our artist, Emily Rich. He's finally down in his sleep. Like we, the, the storm is not what woke us. It was the the newborn. She she is a storm of herself. Yes, but did the newborn wake due to the storm? No, 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 no. That would be shitting her pants. Mm. I, that happens to me. I understand. Like for real. Like I, we are nothing. In my bedroom. That's not I don't know. I almost shit my pants when this tree kept spacking against the side of my house over the night. <laughs> so tired. Want to touch the pillow?